Good morning, pile. 7 o'clock. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy from the Bozart Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios. Well, let's trust the name in automobiles. By 2 o'clock today, all 32 NFL teams have a decision to make, at least probably on one player. Some are more critical than others. Like the Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Broncos, it's important. Don't know if it's critical to the same level as, obviously, what the Ravens are facing with their one-time MVP quarterback. But Denver has a decision to make on Draymond Jones today. Do you tag him at $19.73 million this coming season? Do you try to get something done before 2 o'clock today? Get a contract? negotiated with him do you let him go into free agency negotiating with him there or with running the risk that you might lose an emerging talent at the defensive tackle spot on a defensive line that really can't afford to lose a proven product like Draymond Jones you might think you can just go out and replace him mm-hmm. I think that I think that's faulty thinking that you can just Grab another guy like a Shelby Harris. It's been cut a bunch of times. Or a Deshaun Williams. And you're just going to find production like, or, or good production. You're not going to find yeah. Draymond Jones level production. Find guys that are hungry, can contribute, and can have an impact, but not to the level Draymond Jones has had. And I. I'm not going to say George Payton is paralyzed by the decision, right? But we've talked about this for a couple of weeks now to where they've done this in the past, right? There's one side of this coin that, well, we let X walk and we found Y. We went, what, let Y walk found Z with, you know, whether it be Williams or Harris or whoever, Malik Jackson, right. those type of guys. But on the other side of that coin is how many times in a row could you do that and eventually get it wrong? And not have a bite you in the butt at some yeah. point. Where they're due to have that happen if they go into it with the mindset of we've done this with the last four guys and we've always found another one. We'll do it again. Well, Denver's used the tag eight times. All eight times, the, the players have signed long-term contracts. Mm-hmm. It does buy you time. And so the question today, among some others, do the Broncos put the franchise tag on Draymond Jones today before 2 o'clock? Get some thoughts on that today. Text or call us, 970-242-1340. Jim along with the Buckeye Boy. The Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network from the Bozarth Miller Chevrolet Buick Studios, the most trusted name in automobiles, who... They're also, once again, sponsoring Brackapalooza 2023. Yeah. Coming up March 14th, 530 to 730, Warehouse 2565. And make sure you bring your bracket to get bonus points. The earlier you show up, the more points you get. You can get up to 10 bonus points by showing up at 530, 6 o'clock it's 8, 630 it's 6, 7 o'clock you get 4 bonus points. It's worth your time to stop by. We'll have prizes, fun. Warehouse 2565, 530 to 730, March 14th, the first night of the first four.
So coming up later on this morning, we'll, we'll talk with Wyatt Thompson as we uh, head towards Selection Sunday, coming up this Sunday. And, uh, of course, Big 12 tournament going on this week. We'll have coverage of the Pac-12 tournament uh, with Colorado mm-hmm. coming up uh, tomorrow. So um, we'll, uh, of course, bring you all the action of March Madness, the NCAA basketball tournament, right here on the Team Sports Network. So if you got some thoughts on uh, Draymond Jones today, do the Broncos tag him? Maybe some thoughts about um, a team that you... Th- a sleeper team in the NCAA tournament, even though the bracket hasn't been, mm-hmm. uh, so we're still, still, you know, days away from Selection Sunday, but maybe a team you feel good about making a deep run that you know is going to get in and is going to make a deep run. So you got some thoughts on that today? Text or call us nine seven zero two four two thirteen forty. Nuggets look like they were dead in the water last night with about six minutes to go. It looked like they were sleepwalking for about a half. And then a lot of things went their way. The call on Barnes. Mm-hmm. He got upset. He gets tossed. Denver's defense responds late in the game. And look, Jamal Murray with, with the five threes last night. He's one away from tying the franchise record. Denver defensively, they, they got out-rebounded and really outplayed for three quarters. And then, and kind of actually, the majority of the fourth quarter. And then, like I said, the last you know six minutes at that point in time, mm-hmm. that's when the comeback began last night for the Nuggets. As Nikola Jokic nearly had another triple double, came up, I believe what an assist shy of a triple double last night. MPJ shot the ball well from three point range, and so Denver gets a win over Toronto last night in um, their first meeting of the season. So we'll talk more about that. Get some sound from that game. Avs take on San Jose tonight. We'll talk with Connor McGahee tomorrow. We'll have the Avs and uh, the Sharks tonight on the team. Pre-game at 6.30. Can the Avalanche get some things turned around here defensively? It's not been pretty the last couple of games for the Avalanche. Particularly that game Saturday against Dallas. But you're going to have an outlier like that. But this has become more of a trend than... Yeah. Last three games is a trend. And, like, I get where Kale McCarr's coming from. But, I mean, come on, man. Let's just stop. I'm the most common denominator. Like, dude, let's, come on. You're the best player on this team on both sides of the ice. So, you know, it's okay to acknowledge that fact publicly that you're good at hockey. You don't have to be the, I'm the common denominator every time I'm out there we lose. Oh, bother. eh, Come on. (laughs) Is he Eeyore? He kind of was a little bit. It sounded, it I'm read that the way. the guy that causes us to lose all mm-hmm. the time. That's, he said that. He said, I'm the, I'm the common denominator every time out. We lose now. It's, 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 it's at some point, come on, Kale. You not, can you, say out loud you're one of the five best players on the team, and no one will be like, oh, look at the eagle on no, that look guy. Look at the eagle that guy. But I don't know. In the way, though, aren't you, aren't you glad he's more that way? It's like, man, I could be playing better. It's I should. The effort needs to be better. But there's there's a big area on that side of the personality spectrum. From, yeah, we can all play better, and you know it's not going well, and I've this and that. Then the I'm the reason we're losing. Wink, wink. It's like, jeez. Oh, 
Let's go. What are we doing here? Come on. I I, I prefer to like you said phrase it. Up. Me. We we need to play better. I should have said tomorrow. We mean me mm-hmm. us. I I like the fact he takes some responsibility. Even maybe if it's not entirely accurate that it's all on him. I, I think that that speaks to to trying to be a leader. That. I need to be better. And if, if the best player, one of the best players, best defenseman in hockey, is saying, I'm the reason we're losing these games, I'm, I need to play better, I need to be better, I think it's an attempt to try to be a leader. At yeah, least, I, mean, I, just, I, I, I mean, I understand what you're trying to say after a while. It's like, okay, Kale, we, but we, they didn't we know, read we know that way with the, you know, I need to play. It was the, well, as long as I'm out there, we're losing. That's kind of what he was getting at. I know it was a joke. Right? But still, it's like, dude, that's not a funny joke. Because <laughs> you don't want now other people being like, yeah, that's right. All they do what? with Kale McCarr is lose. Well, that guy's right. terrible. That guy's a terrible hockey player. Because we've talked about on this program, there's a lot of lack of nuance in sports anymore. <laughs> so It's a lot of let's take stuff literally. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I, I know you're, you're saying like, he needs to protect himself by saying... Look, right. I'm still I'm one of the best players in hockey. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, I I could probably be playing better. We could be playing better. You can I, I stand just, up there and be like, I'm only one guy. <laughs> I just think he's try he's trying to show he's being a leader, and I I respect that. That when you're a leader and think when things aren't going well, and you're considered one of the best players on your team, you're considered a leader. That you bear some of the responsibility. It's not, hey, I'm playing great. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's wrong with these clowns, but I'm playing great. I'd rather him be the way he is. That's closer to accurate than what he's saying. (laughs) I'd rather him be the way he's being than being that. Yeah. Than being, I don't know why these guys suck. I could have saved this till tomorrow, but I forgot. You could still roll it over till tomorrow. You could do that. It's one about a Wednesday tomorrow, by the way, of Talon Wine. All right, 710. Text calls 970-242-1340. Wyatt Thompson coming up in a little bit. Uh, trying to track down a porter today, Palisade baseball coach. The Fanning Classic is this week, so uh, we'll talk with Nate Porter. Going to try to get some of the area high school baseball coaches on as the season begins. Basketball season wrapping up. Of course, this weekend, it'll all yep. uh, come to a conclusion over in the front range with the uh, state high school basketball tournaments, but uh, baseball gets going in the Valley this week for uh, the area prep team, so we hope to talk with Nate Porter Coming up later on this morning, text or call us 970-242-1340. Have you guys reaction to the Kale McCarr thing? Is Buckeye right about that? Should he be going to put a target on his on his back mm-hmm. by saying, hey, every time we lose, because I'm on the ice and I'm not I, playing well. And I know it was tongue-in-cheek, but, but why, there's a danger there of not everyone getting the joke. In the, in the stupid... Mm-hmm social media universe that we have where right. at some point you just got to tune that crap out i know it's tough mm-hmm. but it's like any people that, that go on there and just i don't know spend and, all their time on there and, and, I and they fear, rip people over 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 something like that well, yeah. i'm a, he well he does suck well it's it's a somewhat uh, legitimate fear although i do realize it's ridiculous but still it's a legitimate fear to where Enough of this from Kale comes out, and some of the folks at Altitude will take it seriously. 
and they will skew hard in the other direction. Like saying anything negative about Kale McCarr is slapping his mother in the face. You mean like anything like negative Nicole about Nicole Yeah. How, how dare you? Right. Like, wow, there's one other person in the NBA that's having a great season. No, 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 no. It's Joker. He's the three-time MVP, and everyone else is just a bunch of random jabrones. It's like, no, that's not what I said. Said, you know, Giannis is having a good year, even though they took his triple-double away from him. You see that? The NBA, nope. It took his triple-double that we talked about the other oh, day. Oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. say that. Well, good. They rescinded it, and that's good for them. But you can't say, like, man, Giannis is having a – or, you know, ex-player, Joel Embiid's having a great – well, he's not the MVP. Like, well, that's no, that's not what I said. So I fear that Kale McCarr with a lot of this. Now people are going to be like, yeah, Kale's kind of – He's not been sharp on defense. Well, I know he's the best player in the this and that well, no, from well, the, the guy, altitude folks. Right? You could be great, but have a stretch where you don't play well. Right. That's and, where I fear this could end up. Yeah. The, the, any sort of, you know, constructive criticism of Kale McCarr is besmirching his family legacy. Like Nikola Jokic. Like Nikola like, like Jamal Murray. You know, I've had people, hey, mm-hmm. why, are you, why are you getting so, so upset with Murray? You know the way he reacts yeah. in a press conference, and he was kind of that way last night a little bit about mm-hmm. about the three point record. Yeah, I was aware of that. Or I just and the one thing when he and I, I probably because I hadn't seen the video, I just heard the audio. Yeah. Uh, or he, I think he was getting interviewed by Katie Wingy after the game. It was a couple and, of weeks ago, right? And I, and I took yeah. a step back. Went okay. He was trying to be mm-hmm. funny because it was the facial expression. The I hadn't seen the video. I heard just the audio. Yeah. If you hear the audio, you go, "Wow, well, that was kind of a." Jerk reaction. Then you see the video. If you see okay. it, he's more playful than being, what it sounds. Exactly. And and I, mm-hmm. acknowledging that, went, okay, I hadn't seen the video. Step right. back, went, okay. I'm, and if his nickname was Big Nicola, half of the things he says, people would be like, wow, what a D. Yeah. But his nickname's The Joker. Oh, okay, so he's making a joke. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of the same thing with Jamal Murray. Right. But I, like, I, think, I think Murray gets... He's he's a bit of a red ass. Pardon he's my language. He's a little language. bit. He is. He gets he gets salty about stuff. It's like, geez, Jamal. He gets super touchy about some things, right? Or super yeah. like kind of sensitive on the court he's, a little bit. He's got he's gotten worse about that. He used yeah. to be far more congenial, and now it's just like, and they're not even really absolutely stupid questions. No. They're just kind of basic questions, like about the three point record. And well, I was aware of that, and but, it's just very very terse. It's kind response. of the atmosphere, right? Is everything is, are you questioning me? Yeah, like, well. Oh, LeBron loves his wife. Oh, he doesn't love it much in Nicola. He puts the ring on the <laughs> shoelaces and ties it, and he's the three-time MVP. That's kind of the atmosphere. It's like, wow, you're you're shooting really good. Throw. Are you doubting me? I hurt my knee. You're now doubting. That's kind of what Jamal Murray comes yeah, across like, as. Dude, settle down. No, Damn, dude. Chill. You know, and... and- Look, there's an kind of yeah, we are a little. There's bit. the Kisla Marks or Mike Singer thing in in the post about oh, is Denver too touchy about the criticism of Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets because of uh-huh. what Kendrick Perkins said. He doesn't think that Nikola deserves to win the MVP again, and about people just just losing their minds over that. Mm-hmm. Look, I I don't agree with Kendrick Perkins, but if he doesn't think he if he doesn't right. think he does, he has the he has the right to have an opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, I have the right, you have the right to go. I don't think you're right about that, Kendrick right. Perkins. But but it's not like I'm going to, it says, oh, the disrespect. The it's, only thing Altitude goes harder against 
than Nikola Jokic is anything about him is how they have 0% to blame in this whole Comcast thing. Other than that, it's, yeah. they're full Which, bore on Nikola Jokic. We, once again, I want to take the moment to acknowledge our wonderful relationship with yes, Altitude. Absolutely. They're, and if you, they're fantastic to us. And if you have Dish, Fubo's a good way to go. Yeah. Because that's what I have now. Mm-hmm. And, and so, I, you know, and, they, and we have Connor on. We have yeah. some of the Nuggets folks on. We, you know, we, I'm saving my wine about Fubo for tomorrow. Oh, really? I have an issue with Fubo. Okay. That keeps me now, now keeps me from being able to watch the ads and the Nuggets because they went to the quarterly payment system. And it just kind of, I don't like that. Oh, okay. So. I thought, because I've got a monthly. I tried to, I went and looked at it and I could only sign up paying quarterly. Huh. Oh. And I was like, I'm not going to do that. Okay. Because if I don't like it, I don't want to be out $300 for it. Well, that's true. Well, that's why you do the free trial and you decide whether or not you like it. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. <laughs> that's what I did. Well, yeah. Okay, it's pretty good. And if I don't like it, I'll just, I'll just cancel. And But I'm going to get my, my money out of it. Mm-hmm. So, no, I, I saw mine. I believe that it was monthly. Maybe I, maybe I know I, they jacked the price up again recently. And it's like $12 a month for your local yeah, sports channel. It's like thir- yeah, it's like 13 Yeah, it's... Actually, I'd buck more than that. Yeah, yeah. It's still cheaper than. Cable. It's still still cheap. Dish, but still. It's yeah, but still. But uh, but Kizzle and Singer, they have this debate about, you know, the comments like from Kendrick Perkins and, you know, that the they think the Lakers could beat the Nuggets in the in the playoffs mm-hmm. and okay, they 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 don't think Denver they don't they don't respect Denver okay, they don't. But isn't it up to Denver to go out and earn that respect on the floor? Yeah, which they when, are, which I feel like they're doing right now. But it, when it it's when it gets to the playoffs is when it really, really counts. It, I mean, it doesn't matter how many times you go in with home court advantage in the first round, how many games up on the second seed you are when the season ends. If you don't finish the season with the Larry O, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and it's that's up to them, and until proven otherwise. Yeah, I can't, I can't sit there and go. Well, those NBA, all those ESPN NBA analysts don't know what they're talking about. There are guys in the Western Conference that have gotten the job done that have the benefit of the doubt. The Nuggets are not on that list. No, Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If the Lakers get in with LeBron, yeah, then yeah. You know what? We've seen this before. LeBron dragging a team that shouldn't been there yeah. to the finals. Yeah, can the Nuggets make it to the finals? I don't know. Can they make it to the conference finals? Not in the bubble. Don't know that. Yeah, because they because they haven't done that yet. And 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 now this year there there should be no excuses. Number one team in the West, mm-hmm. building a healthy margin over Memphis, and they're going to be the top seed most likely, barring some catastrophic thing down the stretch here. It's all it's on them. It's on them yeah. to deliver. Pure and You've simple. Been bounced by the Western Conference champion the last two years no. or three years. Lakers, Suns, Warriors. That's that's fine. You got beat by the eventual conference champions, but you got beat. But at some point, you've got to be. You got to move past that hurdle. You got to get it clear that hurdle. Yeah. You've got to get over that that hill. All right, seven twenty, and it's time for what's happening. 
And what's happening brought to you this morning by our friends at Comwest, your technology partner. They help business owners grow their business by providing quality, reliable, personalized technology solutions that support and secure their business technology consistently and professionally. They can help you with things like a new business phone system like they helped us here at NBC Grand with uh, the team. PC and server support, surveillance, network support, cybersecurity, and backup and disaster recovery. They're your technology service partner. Get in touch with them today. Call them at 970-242-8142 for ComWest. All right, so we've been talking about the Nuggets last night. They were a ball arena taking on Toronto. First meeting of the season between the two, and the Nuggets' fourth-quarter defense was the difference, and Denver's come from behind 118-113 to 113 home win over Toronto last night. Well, we stepped up and got the stops when we needed to. I believe we still have the number one clutch defense in the NBA. Tonight was another example of our defense stepping up when the game was on the line. Nuggets coach Michael Malone. Denver guard Jamal Murray scored a team-high 24 points and hit five three-pointers. He's one three-pointer away from tying the franchise record. Big man Nikola Jokic nearly had another triple-double with 17 points, 13 rebounds, and nine assists. The Nuggets have won eight of their last nine, and they're 30-4 and four at Ball Arena. Tonight on the team, the Avalanche take on the San Jose Sharks. Pre-game at 6.30 for that one on the Team Sports Network. Getting back to basketball, police in Colorado are investigating the situation with Memphis Grizzlies star Ja Morant. According to an ESPN report, Morant was seen posting opposing with what looked like a gun on Instagram Live in a bar near Denver, the town of Glendale. Glendale police confirmed the incident happened in their town. It's been speculated the incident took place at a strip club named Shotgun, Shotgun Willies. The legendary yeah, Shotgun Willies. It, it probably did. It probably wasn't even the only gun in the building. Probably not. Having been there, it's it's a little sketchy. Never been there. Heard about it. Never been there. It's it's legendary, not for the right reasons. There's a there was a headline in the post. Was that where T.J. Ward chucked the, yeah. his glass at somebody? Yeah. Or? But there's a headline in the post last year, and it popped up as a suggested reading under the John Morant story about death trial in death at Shotgun Willie's delayed by death at Shotgun Willie's. <laughs> It was the most hilarious and on-brand headline yeah. for that place ever. Did, okay, didn't Ward come in with his own glass? Yeah, and he they, came in with his own cup, and they, they he didn't want to leave it outside or empty it or and whatever, so and so he it. threw it at a bartender yeah. and a security guard. Yeah, and they, I still don't know the, what was in there. <laughs> anyway, Morant has stepped away from the team. There's currently no timetable for his return. The Broncos front office has a decision to make today involving the future a defensive tackle Draymond Jones, general manager George Payton, and new head coach Sean Payton have until 2 o'clock today to decide whether or not they'll use the franchise tag on Jones. If Denver does, Jones will make around $19.73 million this season. If they don't, he'll head into free agency but could return to the Broncos with a new contract. Denver's used the franchise tag eight times and all eight players tagged signed long-term deals. The Rockies have added two former All-Stars to their spring training roster. Colorado signed former Cleveland and San Diego reliever Brad Hand and former Kansas City World Series champion Mike Moustakas. The 32-year-old Hand is a three-time All-Star and pitched last season for Philadelphia. He posted a 3-2 and record with five saves and a 2.80 ERA as the Phillies lost to Houston in the World Series. Hand agreed to a $2 million deal with an additional $1 million if he's on the Rockies' opening day roster. Hand replaces injured reliever Lucas Gilbraith, who's out for the season with Tommy John surgery. Moustakas has missed the last two seasons due to foot injuries. Colorado will pay the 34-year-old three-time All-Star the league minimum with the Cincinnati Reds covering the rest of his $22 million contract. He signed a minor league contract and can play third base, first base, or DH. And speaking of Moustakas' former employer, the Reds, 
They beat the Rockies 6-1 to yesterday out in spring training play in Arizona. Three Fruitum Monument hockey players will have the chance to win a 4A state title tonight. Caleb Holm, Braden Schwetman, and Chase Pennell play for Glenwood Springs High School. They'll be on the ice this evening at 5.30 when the Demons face Cheyenne Mountain at Magnus Arena in Denver. The three Fruitum players are on Glenwood's team since D51 doesn't have a hockey team. Former Palisade Montrose Fruit Monument rifle football coach Todd K. Spears announced his retirement. K. Spears retiring from coaching and teaching at Durango High School as he led the Demons to a 20-5 record and two state playoffs in his two years coaching. K. Spears won a 3A state championship at Palisade in 2003 and at Rifle in the spring of 2021. He took Montrose to the 4A state championship game. He coached 32 years and compiled an overall record of 221 and 78. The Plateau Valley Boys basketball team successfully beat Telluride and Vail Christian to punch their ticket to the two-way state tournament. Defeating the Saints took an impressive defensive effort in the fourth quarter to secure the 50-42 win. And Cowboys head coach Mike Vig says defense has been the emphasis all season long. As coaching staff up here before the season, we put an emphasis on defense this year. Playing in some regional tournaments in the past years have found that that would be the biggest difference in us being able to compete at the state level. So we put an extra emphasis on the defensive end this year, and the boys have really bought into it, and that's kind of been our calling card, if you will, all season. Plateau Valley will play in the grade 8 this Thursday night, 7.30, over in Denver against 18-6 and six Ray. The Delta Panthers girls basketball team season has come to an end after a grade 8 defeat by Holy Family, 55-31. The Panthers were down by six at the end of the first half, but second-half defense by Holy Family kept the lid on the bucket. And head coach Kyle Crowder says credit goes to Holy Family's ability to defend. Holy Family is a good team. They shoot the ball well, and they defend well. And and we kind of knew that going in, that we were going to have to handle their pressure in order for us to be able to be successful. Mainly in that third quarter, we let the pressure get to us a little bit, and we had too many missed opportunities, turned the ball over a little bit too much, and they were able to convert. Delta finishes the year 19-6, and six, including a 17-game winning streak before that loss to Holy Family. And that's a look at... What's happening? Brought to you by ComWest. If you have technology issues, give ComWest a call today, 970-242-8142. We'll take a break. We'll come back with more on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. Craptastic. That's just crap. The team presents the Jim Davis Show. On Colorado's sports leader, the team. Welcome back in, Jim and the Buckeye Boy. Are uh, Nuggets fans overly sensitive about the criticism? Yes. That the team gets, that Nikola Jokic gets. And then the, the Kale McCarr thing about where McCarr has said, look, you know, I'm, when I'm on the ice, we've been losing lately. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's bore some of the responsibility, though not all that should be placed on Kale McCarr. Right. I've and softened then, on Kale McCarr yeah. here the last 15 minutes. In regard to? The Holt comment. Like, I, I get what he's trying to do. He's trying to be a leader. He's trying to say, look, I, I'm nobody's immune to this. We're not playing great hockey. Mm-hmm. I can't sit here and go, well, I'm playing great. What's wrong with the rest of you clowns? He could. He could do that. He could. So could McKinnon and Brantonen. They, they very well could do that. Not so much Keith Kincaid. Mm, no. And, and so I, I see what he's trying to do. And, yeah. and so that's, that was my take was different. It was, I'm trying to be a leader here, trying to motivate. Right. I say, look, nobody's immune here, including me. Yeah. Norris Trophy winner, contender, 
best defenseman in hockey, one of the best players in hockey, that I'm not immune to being criticized. I'm going to criticize myself. That mm-hmm. we we it's got to get better, and it it starts with me. There's that building kind of as a whole. The fan base doesn't really allow criticism. Nuggets and abs, right? Rightly or wrongly, criticism is directed at every team for at any given stretch, right? Especially defending Stanley Cup champions haven't really been playing like it for more than a few stretches, right? Right. And some of that criticism is buffeted by, well, they did just play more hockey games than anybody else outside of the, you know, lightning. And they won. They had a parade, they had a celebration, and there's a little bit of an exhale. Nuggets don't really have that buffer, but you still get so much push pushback for saying they need to be better. They need to play better as a team. They need to be better defensively. Number one seed in the Western Conference. They need to shore up their outside shooting. They need to have a little bit deeper bench going into April, May, June, and July, or however late the finals go, right, if they get there. Right. Like, oh, I got three-time MVP, maybe. This you should be the three-time MVP. Well, that's fine. They need to be better. They have not done anything yet, and now it's what? starting to get a little played out with, the Joker's great. Well, what is he doing, really, at the end of the day? And for people that will not accept and I'm, I'm not saying you don't have to but they right. won't accept LeBron as one of the greatest ever because he doesn't have as many titles as Jordan well the Nuggets have as many titles as I do and and me and you combined the two of us as far as NBA titles as far as NBA titles combined zero yeah I so when when you win the, the cup criticism like, doesn't wash yeah, when you win the cup like the avalanche did because mm-hmm. remember what what was the criticism of the avalanche Always Maybe. out in the second round. Always, always out knocked. in the second round. Always out in the second round, even though Jared they got Nathan Bednar McKinnon. get him over the hump. Yeah. Guy's a terrible coach. They, you know. They, Underachievers. They, exactly. McKinnon, McKinnon might be a great individual talent, but look mm-hmm. look where he's taking them. He hasn't taken them anywhere. Right. And McKinnon obviously showed that frustration. We haven't won bleep since I've been here. Mm-hmm. And he, they, he was referring to himself in that. Yeah. And they finally did it. And they got the job done. And so when you when you break through and when you win, it changes everything, mm-hmm. doesn't it? And and while the Nuggets have had they've had a sensational season. They have. I mean, they're, they're thirty and four at home. They're they've got what six and a half games or seven game lead, whatever it is today, it's in something the, like that. Yeah, in, in the Western Conference, they're one of the very best teams in basketball. Mm-hmm. But they still have their detractors because they haven't done it yet. They haven't. No, they're and you can't really take them seriously as a threat in the West until they make themselves a threat. And they have to do it in the playoffs. You can be the number one seed, it doesn't matter until you make yourselves a threat. The top two seeds in the East are threats. Milwaukee, who has a championship the last few years, Boston, who was in the finals last year. The top three seeds in the West aren't really threats to anybody at this point. Denver, Memphis, Sacramento is the yeah. three seed. Yeah. It's like, what are, are those teams threatening to Golden State, who's just kind of treading water right now? Probably not. The postseason's a different, it, it's, a, it's a different chapter 
and it's the it's the it's the part of the test that you get graded on. Yeah, the most. And, and so far for the Nuggets, they they have failed in that department. Mm-hmm. And look, when when Kendrick Perkins says that Nikola Jokic, you know, isn't worthy of a third MVP, I don't agree with that. I think I think that's that's ridiculous. The fact he doesn't play defense, I think that's ridiculous. We're going to get to a, a clip from Jamal Murray about that in just a moment because Nicole, Nicole had a big steal late in the game last night. Um, you know, I, I just I just feel like people get way too sensitive about this. Mm-hmm. About there's there's no room for criticism. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You know, like you said, hey, you know, bench could be better. I think they've tried. They've tried to make the bench better, right? With this the, is not the team with Reggie, at all. With, with Reggie Jackson, yeah. who I thought played really well last night. That's been a nice addition to this basketball team. Uh, the team Bruce has Brown. not done anything knee-jerk. They are slowly, maybe too slowly, but slowly, methodically putting this team together. And they've been doing it for four years now. Right. And But it's it's getting to the point to where, all right, you've built a team. Now let's do something. Now you got to deliver. Team. Yes. You went out and got Contavious Caldwell Pope, mm-hmm. dress, you know, three and D guy. You got Aaron Gordon a couple of seasons ago. Aaron Gordon's starting to really bear a lot of fruit. The drafting of MPJ, now that he's healthy, is bearing fruit for this basketball team. Murray's back. And he's starting to play like the blue arrow of of you know previous seasons. The team is starting to put it all together. Yeah. But there's still you're still allowed to comment about this team and where you feel like there are deficiencies. And it's like any any criticism right now is like, oh, how dare you criticize mm-hmm. this team? Stop it. Settle down. So let's go back, go back to last night where the Nuggets look like they might fall to the Toronto Raptors at home. I had two and a half quarters of criticism all locked and loaded. Uh, ex- exactly. But Denver comes back to get the 118 to 113 win last night. Jokic nearly with another triple-double, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. Uh, Nuggets benefited from the the challenge call after Jokic was going to be hit with a defensive foul late. Instead, Scotty Barnes uh, got ejected because he argued the call. It was a very very quiet, I don't know what he said, because he wasn't demonstrative. He wasn't Mm -hmm. like flailing his hands around. It was like, boom, he said something, and he was done. Yeah. And got tossed. He, yeah, that was, I, I know that's the other team. That was a quick trigger. I was, I, was, I, I, was, I was watching going, wow, I, I'm not sure what he said there, but that's boom, the he was gone. That's the equivalent of career achievement Oscar, I think. I think the official is like, you know what? I've had enough of you tonight. Get out of here. Yeah. You know, and, and look, the Broncos... Second unit, they, they they didn't play great until really the fourth quarter. Uh, Reggie Jackson, you know, really played well down the stretch last night, mm-hmm. and so the Nuggets. That's that's been I think will be a, a very impactful acquisition for Denver going forward as we head to the playoffs. It was nice to see Will Barton out there, five points, three fouls. Yeah, kind of keeping his Denver esque <laughs> career going in Toronto. Okay. Has anybody has anybody risen and fair? fallen as fast as Will Barton? Or as many times? 
Yeah. It's like, Will Barton. Oh, Will the Thrill. Oh, Will Barton's shooting again. Oh, Will got traded. Well, Will got traded. Like, make up your mind. <laughs> there were, he's, he was Michael Porter Jr. before Michael Porter Jr. Just without the peak Exactly. It's like, this game is great. Why is he here? This game was fantastic. Let's trade this guy. It, you, there was no two games alike for Will Barton. Yeah, but last night, Jamal Murray, 24 points in 33 minutes last night. He led the way. Mentioned uh, Nikola Jokic, 17 points, 13 rebounds, 9 assists. Michael Porter Jr. with the uh, the four threes. Uh, Jamal Murray had five last night. He's one away from mm-hmm. the Nuggets franchise record. Gordon and Jackson were closers, though. Those guys yes, were, they were everywhere in the fourth quarter. You know, they played really well last night down the stretch. And so uh, here's some sound from last night, a little post-Malone. Michael Malone talking about the finish against the Raptors. I mean, they're just going off visuals. Who don't, they don't really know basketball nope. or watch basketball. Nope, that's not what we wanted. There we go. Possibly. Hopefully. Maybe. Oh, there we go. I think there was some uh, poor editing by somebody, Uh-oh. which that somebody would have been me by the way on that let's try this again here here's some post malone with michael malone um timely stops big baskets big free throws winning the challenge winning that jump ball get to the free throw line technical foul like a lot of things went our way down the end of the game but um fourth quarter we had rebounded them 16 to 5 which is a tremendous number so um, proud of our guys you know we were down the whole game stayed with it and uh, made enough plays down the stretch to go to 30-4 and four at home, which is tremendous. Joker. All right, so there's a little post Malone with Michael Malone. Jamal Murray's asked about Nikola Jokic's defense because you have those pundits out there that say mm-hmm. Joker does play any defense, which is not true. I agree with the Blue Arrow on this one. Here's uh, Jamal Murray talk about uh, the big man's D. I mean, they're just going off visuals. Who don't, they don't really know basketball or watch basketball, you know. So if you watch basketball, if you watch Jokic, he knows he has great hands. And um, he used that to his advantage, and, and you know he does it all the time. It's not just a one-off. He got that steal late, and then went to the foul line, hit a couple of free throws that uh, helped the Nuggets uh, seal the win last night. And then here's Michael Porter Jr. on Toronto, and what makes Toronto so tough? I mean, they just got like it seems like ten dudes that just are six eight with a seven foot wingspan that can move. You know what I mean? So the way they switch, you know, the way they uh, can get up and down the floor, it's just tough to play against. They they play a very a very aggressive style of, of defense. You know, they try to blow up screens and everything. So um, we knew that coming in, so we had to handle it. All right. So the Nuggets now thirty and four at home. That's they have, they have extended their lead to now seven games over Memphis in the Western Conference. So it's Nuggets up by seven over Memphis, up by seven and a half over Sacramento, up by ten over the Phoenix Suns, twelve over the Golden State Warriors right now, and they have a twelve and a half game lead over Minnesota. And so this whole Jokic and defense thing, I'm of two minds, and one of them is this comes with the territory. You're back to back MVP, you're averaging a triple double. The national argument shows don't get ratings and don't have their measured success by saying, this guy's great. Moving on. They have to find something to nitpick. There's got to be a a crack in the armor. Right. But also on the other side of that, to defend Jokic, is there are all these 
outlet passes, right? These baseball passes, these football passes that Jokic does to streaking guards or, you know, Aaron Gordon or KCP or whatever. It's like, well, if he's not playing any defense, how is he getting that ball? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like he's James Harden out there who's just kind of stands on the wing and waves his hands at people. It's like, ball, ball, ball. Or, no. There's my guy. Get my guy. He's come to the. Help, help, help. Yeah. Help. You know. He's not, hey, he's not that guy. Yeah, that's that. That's a a ridiculous assertion to make about but him. It does but come with the territory. Now it, they have to find something to pick at. Absolutely, can't pick at the offensive game. Right, got to go after his defense. All right, it's time for sound check. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story, and I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. I won't play all of this because it's about 90 seconds, but it is Jalen Rose talking about Ja Morant and how he's been there and he grew up and Ja Morant kind of has to grow up. I am Ja Morant. You guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, and how to change the dynamics of my family. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew. When you the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. There's more that Jalen Rose goes into about that, but essentially says this is John Morant's not blameless in the type of people he hangs around because he can change who he brings into his exactly. life. Exactly. And and Rose, like he mentioned, he chronicled all the things he's gone through. Mm-hmm. He's done a, a incredible job in his hometown of Detroit of creating a, a private school for yeah. inner-city kids that is just... LeBron a, gets yeah. a lot of love. Jalen Rose has done as much, if not more, for kids in his hometown. Yeah, absolutely. 7.45, we'll take a break. We'll talk college basketball with Wyatt Thompson. That's next on The Jim Davis. We're going to be here a while. Would you like to talk? Talk to me! The Jim Davis Show on Colorado's sports leader, the team. Talking college basketball with the team's insider, Wyatt Thompson, on the Jim Davis Show. With us right now, the Chick-fil-A Breakfast Team phone line, voice of the Kansas State Wildcats, our college basketball insider, Wyatt Thompson. Good morning, Wyatt. How are you? I'm good, partner. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I, I In transit to Kansas City or already in Kansas City? <laughs> We're going to leave about 2 o'clock. Um, we've got uh, a couple of meetings there uh, late this afternoon, and uh, I've got our Big 12 announcers dinner tonight. Looking so forward to that. We'll probably have 25 or so, which is the play-by-play guys and uh, a few of the color guys and a few of the engineers around the league and what have you. And we've, we've kind of made it a tradition over the last several years to do that on the Tuesday night prior to the tournament opening on Wednesday. And uh, not everybody can make it every time. A couple of guys will be doing a baseball game or something, but it's it's a blast just to kind of review the season and kind of cover things and look forward to March Madness. 
I know you have a great relationship, I'm sure, with all your colleagues that, that work at all the other schools, but is there is there a guy in particular, a couple of guys, that you always look forward to getting that chance to, to sit down with in an event like what you're referring to and, and have a chance uh, in a more casual social atmosphere to, to chat with them a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I, I think you always have a few of those guys. Um, I, I, of course... I'm really good friends now uh, since uh, they got into the league with uh, TCU's Brian Eskridge and John Denton. We're actually going to honor John a little bit tonight. He's their color guy for both football and men's basketball. He kicked there years ago and and has done radio for probably 35 years there, and and he's actually leaving that that side of it and is going to go to work for a a company that's an NIL deal, and and, uh, so this will be, you know, his last run on air, so we'll but, but there are others, too. I, I love Dave Hunziker at Oklahoma State and Tony Creedy at West Virginia and John Morris at Baylor and those kind of guys. They're all good guys. I, I hate to start naming. But, sure. Um, those guys are guys like you, like you described that, you know, I could sit down and visit with them about virtually anything and, uh, and have and, and will continue to do so. <laughs> well, you, you'll definitely see your TCU colleagues uh, Thursday night at uh, T-Mobile Arena in Kansas City because that's who the Kansas State Wildcats get. TCU coming up on Thursday night at the tournament. You know what's interesting about that, Jim? What's that? This is the fifth time in six years we'll have played them in the tournament. That's crazy, really. Did... That, that, wow. that is nuts. Yeah. Now, a couple of those, uh, I think one of those was in a first-round matchup, but several of them in the quarterfinals, uh, as they've gotten better with Jamie Dixon, um, and, of course, the year that K-State's had. Yeah, it's a little odd, Um we didn't play them last year, but, but played them pretty much every year uh, from, what would that be, 20 back to 18 and then in 15 or whatever it was. So it's it's purple on purple for that one, I guess. And I'm so anxious for the tournament because of, of the year that it's been. Um, you know, I think the latest projections have the Big 12 getting seven, and I think you can certainly argue that eight would be still on the possibility line just because you've got, as an example, ESPNs this morning, I looked at, they've got Oklahoma state as one of the first four out. And, uh, depending on what they do here, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, whatever, uh, maybe they still have a shot. We'll see. Kansas is the number one seed in the big 12 tournament. Uh, Andy Katz has Kansas along with Alabama, Purdue, Houston as the number one seeds. Do you think that's what we'll see coming up on Sunday? I think so. Um, I think it's interesting when you have Houston having the kind of year they're having and had been number one, kind of get bypassed by Kansas at, at the last moment of the race, um, at least going into the conference tournaments. But it is pretty hard to argue with Kansas with the 15 quad one wins. Uh, that's just that's kind of the nature of the beast. That's uh, number one in the country, and, and I don't think it's all that close. But you look at the, the net, and they're seventh in the net with a quad one record of 15-6. and six. You have to really search to find uh, other teams that have you know, even played that many quad one games. Uh, St. Mary's, uh, as an example, a really good team. They've only played four quad one games all year. And again, that's part of who you are and what league you're in. But you kind of have to that's the hard part, I think, for the committee because you and I know how good St. Mary's is, but they're only going to have so many of those kind of opportunities. And, and Houston, to a degree, is like that. They've played six, but I think we all know how good they are. 
<laughs> They're real good. Yeah, no doubt about that. Wyatt Thompson, voice of Kansas State Wildcats or college basketball insider, joins us every Tuesday on the Team Sports Network, referencing the defending national champions. I mean, they've they were, they've had a couple of games that got blown out at home, and you know, this season, but which is something that normally doesn't happen to to the Jayhawks. But they've won nine out of their last ten, and they've won seven straight. And so they head into the Big Twelve tournament playing some of their best basketball of the season. Well, they do, and there's several reasons for it. Uh, but I think the number one reason for me, up and above and beyond the player of the year in the league and Jalen Wilson, uh, is their point guard, Dewan Harris. Uh, I remember way back when, when they came to our place in January, he, he took a pretty good shot in the game under the south basket to the head, and, and for a couple of games he really wasn't right. And I'm not trying to be funny in any way, shape, or form, but after those couple of games, uh, maybe that knock in the head helped him because – he started scoring more and being more aggressive, um, and I guess when you when you shoot more, you score more. But he he has just shot the ball better. He shot it more. He's such a great finisher. He's a terrific defender. I mean, he he's kind of the table setter for them. And when you consider that, plus Jalen Wilson, plus Grady Dick, and then Ernest Duday coming off the bench and giving them some help at the five, which was desperately needed with size, they've become pretty good. Wyatt Thompson joins us every Tuesday on the Jim Davis Show on the Team Sports Network. And when you look at the the teams that are going to be in the field that we're that we're you know certain are going to be there, who's the yeah. one? Is there is there a sleeper team, dark horse? Not necessarily Cinderella, Wyatt. I mean, because it's maybe it's a program that that has a pedigree, has some tradition, but maybe not the 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 record we're accustomed to. Is there a team that you kind of go keep an eye on? Fill in the blank. Uh, when the when Selection Sunday comes out and when the tournament starts? Would it surprise you if I said one of the teams that first came to mind when you said that was Marquette? Yeah, I was kind of thinking that too. <laughs> I do think they're really good, and they have a fabulous point guard, um, and, and, and they're starting to play more and more like Shaka did way back when at VCU. Uh, they would certainly come to mind. Um you know, up and above and beyond that, I'm sitting here kind of look at, looking at some of the projections. Uh, I, I don't know if I would pick somebody. Well, here's one for you. Maybe this will surprise you a little. And I don't know if they're good enough offensively most nights, but they play so hard and they defend so well. It's San Diego State. They're yeah. going to probably be a five or a six seed. Do you like that pick? I do like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I think there are some others. I mean, a lot of people I know will, you watch, when the brackets start to come out, there'll be people that, that take Florida Atlantic maybe to be a, a surprise team or an Oral Roberts, a team that's been there before. Um, how do you value Kentucky right now, bud? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I don't make this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Yeah. I, I feel it's one of the weaker teams that, that yeah. Calipari's had in some time. But there's still talent there, right? It's it, it's hard yes. to it's hard to get a real good feel on on a team like Kentucky in the season that they've had. What about Miami? I, I think they're another team that could be a, maybe a bit of a surprise. I don't know that I'd take them out, you know. But but are they capable of winning a couple of games the first weekend? Absolutely, they are. And you know who else I like uh, on most days, but not all, is Indiana. 
Yeah, they've they've had some good moments in in yeah they have in Big Ten play this season. Yeah, definitely. Probably could. I know that this is not an underdog in any way, but um, I just like UCLA. They're talented. They're v- 